Alright, so when we look at reality versus fiction, we should be looking at sleep versus staying awake. You know, staying awake, if we look at it as reality, then there is a misconception right there. Because the fact that we do not know what happened while we sleep doesn't make sleep a fiction. That is another misconception right there. Because sleep is a reality. And you are awake, I'm awake, and now welcome to another super episode of the Spotlight. Right here, I'm Stephen Balmy, 85.5 Masterclass Radio, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And how you all doing out there today? Remember, social distance is still in effect. Use a face mask if you know you cannot resist staying away from large gatherings. Right here. And joining me directly, Hodobre from Toronto, is a recording artist. A Nigerian at the same time a Canadian one right here King David thank you for joining me and how are you doing sir I'm doing very well pretty blessed it's a wonderful day how are you doing I'm doing great I'm pretty well you know have been doing awesome so at a point I was actually thinking that we start at seven how <laughs> <laughs> my appointment has been at seven so my producer just told me that nope it is at six not seven i'm like whoa i've been speaking back and forth with the artist <laughs> but thanks for waiting right there thanks for reminding me as well i was right here in the studio listening to one of your brand new single sunlight you know how we get into that but before that i would like you to go ahead what an impressive story you have, you know, as an immigrant to Canada. Look at where we are. I'm Nigerian as well. You know that? I had no idea. No clue. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Please, I would like you to go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. So my name is David Akinyemi, and I was born in Nigeria, Lagos specifically. And I did most of my life there, schooling, yeah. everything. And in 2016, I decided to take the bold step to move to Canada for school mostly yeah. i'm actually still in school funny enough i did two wow. years of high school finished my second year of university and we started making music along the way and we'll talk more about that later on <laughs> wow school 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 wow school is locked down right now how you liking that are you loving that online going back to school process all you're planning on going back in person uh to be honest i don't like online school that much i prefer in person because I just like the physical ambience of being around people. So, yeah. But we'll make do. We'll adjust and go with it. Do you think students going to adjust with, uh, with this whole pandemic and everyone going back to online classes? You know, one of the biggest questions has been if students can't understand in class. So you go to classes and 70% of class lectures is like, listen, I do not understand what he or she is saying. If you cannot understand in class, how would you understand online? Mm. I guess it's, you probably have to pay extra attention to be very honest like you have to put twice the amount of effort yeah and if you're not doing that then you're just shortchanging yourself so people so, put in extra effort that's honestly the right. key so so students with like slow wi-fi just like we were speaking earlier cracked wi-fi yeah. where the lecturer gets frozen right on the screen like <laughs> like that <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so welcome to the spotlight directly right here, 85.5 Masterclass Radio. I'm gonna release the phone line right now. It is 587-201-9664. If you wanna join us directly and have a nice conversation, remember, I'm not speaking with Dr. Fauci or Dr. <laughs> CDC. I'm talking to King David today. He'll be talking to us directly about this stuff, his music. So if you have anything related, no COVID, no government, no politics, right here, just music. King David, thank you right here. So how has it been migrating from Nigeria to Canada? How has that been so far? So of course, I had to adapt to the new culture, the new environments, just how people do things differently. And it was something that I saw as an adventure. Hmm. I wanted to learn how to do it. And even for music too, I had to learn how to adapt my music taste suit the people in this country as well, while still staying true to my roots. Africa altogether. So it's been a journey so far and I'm loving every second of it. Wow. So how would you describe the adventures? I like the phrase right there. It's like an adventure. So how would you describe the adventure so far? And I know you've struggled a lot. Please walk me through some of the adventures. <laughs> so of course, one was the weather. Everybody complains about that. It took me about say, two years, two years to get used to that. And I'll finally overcome that. And then mm-hmm. it's more or less how how people live their lives all together here yeah i had to understand how people think how people converse what are some of the slangs that people use who do people listen to the different <laughs> locations like alberta yeah. ontario i had to learn all those different things and right. i love those kind of stuff right so one of the biggest slang that is well used in canada is the word sorry you see that a lot, sorry. Everything goes with sorry. Yes. Even though you get it, sorry. Mm-hmm. You walk past you, sorry. But people listen to Justin Bieber a lot, Drake a lot. Had a whole lot of artists coming out of Canada as a whole. It is unbelievable. And when we received your track, I'm like, if this is coming out of Canada, peeps need to hear that. That is the passion we have. Like, let's set up an interview. Let's have a talk with this guy. This is something serious right here. Your brand new single is serious. So before we get to your music right here, so I understand when it comes to the migration and settling down, you know, so many families, so many peeps, so many people with high quality education have to come out here, start over again, try to beat this system. So do you think this has to do with something like systemic racism? You know, as a student, having to have in your BSA and bachelor's from a different country and moving to places like Canada, and not just Canada alone, in the United States, I don't know of some other places, but do you think this is related to systemic racism whereby your certificate is not appreciated or recognized somewhere else in your country or is not recognized in a different country? Do you think it has something to do with systemic racism? I would say partially. Partially, the reason why I would say partially is because Hmm. on one end, it does still have to do with your country of origin. If the other country genuinely, and maybe they do have cause to believe that, well, your certification does not carry weight. Maybe your education system is not up to par. It's not up to a world-class standard. And yeah, we need to consider that we can't just throw that out of the window. But at the same time, we can't neglect the fact that, yes, it is biased people who, and it's natural, people yeah. who follow the Canadian system of education, of course, they will flow nicely into the Canadian workforce and whatnot. Yeah. People coming from other countries, of course, is different. So they have to have a level balancing field to make sure everybody has an equal opportunity. 
Yeah. But yes, that systemic racism does come into the picture where people have limited opportunities based on just where they're coming from. Employers might be biased to you being an international student yeah. and those kind of things. Yes. Yeah, I have seen right. that. Well, looking at the whole system and how it's been set up and played out so far, so many places have adopted a different system of equality. But equality, when it comes to overflowing and the fact that Canada is not well populated, like places like Nigeria, where they have over 180 million people, so many in the reserve, they haven't counted in the census yet. Now, if you look at so many places like Nigeria, Nigeria happens to be one of the highest, or should I say one of the most populated places when it comes to music, movies, and when it comes to the level of education, we got more graduates from places like Nigeria. Imagine if all those graduates decided that they're going to move right to the West and take over your job. To me, that is where the reverse is the case. In places like Nigeria, the rise of militants and aggression and so many people doing orders like kidnappings, militancy and everything is the reverse. And one of the reasons is the fact that when we look at analysis, when it comes to cross country and cross way of adapting to jobs, and systemic racism it is a big broad sentence to say that if you got hired as as a graduate you become an expatriate in your own country yeah so if you hire a lot of chinese people to nigeria you want to chase them out because they are taking your jobs <laughs> right isn't that the case where people do not want you to come to their country to come take over their jobs. So they want to train you and hire their own force. So systemic racism, a little bit only 0.5% right in there. The music equality right here has been diversely appreciated. And I like that. I don't see racism in music because I listen to music from many places. You go to a nightclub and dance to music from Mexico and all that. Right. It is appreciated. But when it comes to African music today, I understand the bigger market is not right in here. But a lot of diversity, a lot of Africans in Canada appreciate a whole lot and patronizes the music. What do you think is the biggest challenges for an independent artist like yourself that migrated from Nigeria to Canada? Yes, I would say one thing I like about music is the fact that it's a very universal language. So right. in the sense that in terms of the actual music creation, you can come yeah. to Canada, understand how people listen to music, the kind of styles they like, and you can always adapt your tastes here and there and do that kind of thing. Now it's understanding the back end, how the music industry works very differently. And one thing I've noticed that it's very different from country to country. That the Canadian mm -hmm. music industry is very different from the American music industry. And yeah. yet they're just so close to each other. So. Honestly, that's the biggest challenge, having to start from scratch and understanding how to maneuver through the industry in that country right, you're in. Right, right. So, talking about the word maneuver, so many peeps try to beat the system. And <laughs> music today is basically like, you know, you just have to have like a tea party. For example, if you are in a record logo, your logo wants to have your seat with the same circle of people collaborating and everything you know it is a struggle especially when it comes to the life of an independent artist today now let's look at your personal profile right now i like the fact that you have an ambition going to school and that is an inspiration to a lot of our listeners that is in your own shoes thinking about you know what he makes great music and he goes to school how have you been incorporating these two things together 
how do you create time for blending school and music? I would say, honestly, is a heavy amount of time management. That's the honestly the truth. Right. A lot of people do ask me and they say, well, I have a lot on my plate. Just the fact alone that I'm studying engineering and also making music actively wow. can already prove to be a whole lot. Wow. But the thing I would say is, I'm glad I did a lot of the foundational learning in terms of how to produce, for example, how to record a song, how yeah. to distribute it. So I already know the foundational things and just actively do it. Yeah. And some things almost happen subconsciously. Yeah. Like if I'm making a song, I can literally jump away from my schoolwork for an hour, yeah. put together an idea for a song and jump back into my homework or something like that. Hmm. And it's more or less about finding those pockets of time to work with to make sure that I'm doing my things. Yeah. And lastly, the last thing I had to do was learn how to really capitalize on my local environment. Because if, let's say, I go to school in Hamilton, I can't really be going around Ontario doing shows, doing performances. I have, I'm always pretty much restricted to Hamilton. So yeah. I have to find where the venues to perform in Hamilton, who are the people making music in Hamilton, and at least maximize the space that I have. But it's, it's, it's been a journey, like you said before. It, it is. It's it, fun. It, it is a long journey and a fun journey. And I like the fact that you create time for your studies. Which of this comes first? For right now, I would say definitely my studies. So the music right now, so many people engaging music. Like I was speaking with some other audience the other day and we we're talking about engagement. So many people use the music as an escape route. To yeah to do away from the street and get themselves busy even though they don't have the talent so many peeps have the talent and all that do you think you are in the music industry for the long run yeah 100 percent. i mean cool. it's sorry yeah sorry go ahead yeah no you go ahead i was okay i'll say definitely because that's always been my long-term vision and goal and i'm willing to work hard to get there of course, the education has always been like a foundation, especially coming from an African household. I had to get that education done. <laughs> the Spotlight, here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio, available on TuneIn. The Spotlight, we talk reality. All right, so welcome back right here. So, King David, in a few years, you're going to be an engineer. What courses are you taking right now? I do things like solid mechanics, dynamics, statistics. What else do I do? Electrical circuits. Yeah. Because I'm doing mechatronics. Wow, that's great. A lot of mechanical, a lot of electrical courses <laughs> all together. And some math courses too. Wow, I don't think a record label want to sign you. <laughs> now, that's, the, that's one discussion that someone I was having with some other guys that I work with. Mm -hmm. They were saying that... You are too qualified. Pardon? You are too qualified. He's too qualified. <laughs> we don't even have half of that yet. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking at what a record label particularly wants, they want yeah. somebody that can be an asset for themselves. Somebody hmm. who can commit their talent, of course, their time, and has an expertise that they can bring to the table. A record label can never sign me. Not, let me not put never. Let me not speak negatives of myself. But yeah. they wouldn't want to sign me in the current position that I'm in, mostly because I'm in school. Unless I've already begun, I already have a massive following, maybe on Instagram. If let's say I had 2 million followers yeah. and they know, okay, the fan base is already there. And then if I had a very strict schedule and I could balance school and music, then it's already good. But they wouldn't sign me to then try and build me up from scratch when I'm still in school because it just wouldn't work 
with the kind of schedules they want me to be involved in. And traveling, doing shows, doing that, it just wouldn't work out. Uh, you are 100% correct right there. That yeah. A record label would not want to sign an artist that will become a liability and probably start changing drawers, wardrobes, <laughs> and probably paying your tuition fees. Exactly. And, and that is why most record label trash a lot of independent artists because when you don't have anything under your belt other than great vocals, great music, what if the music doesn't sell? Yes. What if your posters doesn't sell? What if the autograph and the shows ain't picking the way it's supposed to pick? And that becomes a problem for the record logo. Speaking about your name, King David, you know, I like the name. He reminds me of the name King David in the Bible. Exactly. Tell me about your name. So, of course, my first name is David. And if I also have a musician name, I wanted it to have something to do with my actual name. All right. So people would always call me King David growing up, kind of as a nickname or King David in the Bible. Did you kill Goliath? Those kind of jokes. People were always yes. thinking that. So I saw King David in the Bible as a role model. Yes. But when I released my very first song a while back, I even deleted it from Spotify. <laughs> when I released my very first song, I used the normal King David, like the normal spelling. Yes. And it turned out there were like four other people on Spotify who had the exact same name. Oh, I, I mean, see. I'm, I'm not I surprised. See. So if you might notice from the spelling, there are two yeah, I's in the David. Is, in the, is that the right word, the way it's been spelled on your CDs, yeah. on your social platform? I, I didn't pay attention <laughs> to that. A lot of people won't notice unless I point it out for them. All right. And that's the reason why, because they were already, the name is already taken. Right. right. So naming and branding has been one of many unique ways of selling a product today. Do you think names matters? It do, honestly it does. It really, really does. And it's one of the things that marketers, especially if you're working with a marketing team for your music, they will really, really consider heavily. Yeah. Things such as your album name. If you're going on tour, the name of your tour, even your artist's name, unless you're willing they're willing to take a risk or a gamble with you. Because yeah. there's some artists like The Weeknd. If you yeah. notice, he took out an e, an e from his name. And that's true. Exactly. I would spell error, <laughs> right? He doesn't know how to spell the weekend. <laughs> but he had to do that. Some mm -hmm. people might have not wanted to take that gamble because they would say, well, people yeah. will always mess it up. People like Black, you know, Black, the guy with the six, six lakh, whatever people that's call him. That's true. Yeah. That's another one that was a gamble. Yeah. So there will always be scenarios like that. It's just to say, okay, is it easy enough for people to catch on to this? And hmm. I felt, well, let me take this gamble. I don't think it's something that would be too difficult. Eventually, people will understand that, okay, King David has an extra I, the same way The weekend doesn't have an E yes. before that. So. so speaking about your name, your brand new single, Sunlight. Yes. Let's listen to it and we'll be right back. Many voices among the noise Some greater, some being lost in the void Some only need a hand to get out I feel like it's my hand they've been waiting for But one man can have all the power Especially when my voice is part of the noise The answer is to say let them be the one running The sound of the wind will carry you out The sound of the music sound of the cry, the sound of the wind is 
Alright, so that was King David right there with Sunlight. Brand new music right here. 85.5 Masterclass Radio. So you heard directly. Listen, that was... That gives me a different vibe of hip-hop <laughs> rap music. I thought I've heard a lot of hip-hop music, but, but wait, though. <laughs> that is some poetry on the lyrics right there. How good are you with poetry? How funny enough, I used to, I started writing poetry when I was 15. That was when back in secondary school and I stopped for a long time until I started writing songs again. And hmm. now I just intertwine it and interweave it into my songs sometimes. Wordplay is a very great way of actually using lingos and everything. You would have actually messed this track up if you start saying certain things that <laughs> This is a word right here. Tell me more about this track. What really inspired you to come up with this track? To be honest, I, I was in a lecture when I started writing this thing and I was bored. Yeah. Literally, that's how this whole idea came about. This was back <laughs> in, I think it was in March or something. And yeah. then the professor was very boring. He was talking about some random thing. Wow. I wasn't in the mood that morning. So we're going to have a lot of artists coming to that class. Yeah. Probably they can come up with something better to write. <laughs> and then I guess it's when I'm, when I'm not, when I'm bored or when I'm super sad, that's when I write my best music. So I said, okay, let me capitalize on the emotion, on the feeling. Let me write something exciting. Hmm. And then I started writing the lyrics for the song. And then I got back to my room, started putting together the instrumental. And over the next couple of weeks, going back and forth with school and music, I ended up finishing the song. And it is what it is. The Spotlight, here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight, we talk reality. All right, so welcome back right here. So, King David, are you in the music industry as a part-time? Part-time, of course, for now, part-time alongside with my school, yeah. But eventually when I graduate, I like to do it full-time definitely have you are you promoting this track in nigeria yes funny enough yes <laughs> playing in nigeria already you're playing in some radio stations in nigeria too i was very happy to hear about that so how would you define your music writing skills mm. initially i used to try to do everything all at once in terms of maybe i'll outline and say i have five different messages i want to pass across on a song Yes. I'll try and squeeze all five of those messages into the same song. Yeah. And I then realized that sometimes less is more, to be honest. Let me just pick one good message and explore it really well and try and pass it across. So instead of trying to use massive words or massive imagery, I'll try and break it down in a very simple description sometimes so you can understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I try to use rhyme sometimes, but I don't overdo it so it doesn't seem like it's a nursery rhyme or it's <laughs> like an amateur kind of thing. Yeah. I try to paint good pictures and describe things really nicely. Yeah. And in some of my songs I'm very introspective like Drake. I reflect back on things that have happened to me. So are you looking at actually networking with harder artists? How have you been doing that so far in Toronto? Mm. So Recently, or the most recent project that I made, which is my EP that I released last Friday, August 7, I tried to feature a lot of people, especially in Ontario, yes. that I knew fit this particular sound that I was looking for, mostly around that hip-hop and rap genre. 
Yeah. So what I do is mostly sometimes on Instagram, I just look around, yeah. observe if someone posts someone on their story or yeah. they repost a video, I check out and say, who is this guy? I check out their page. If I like their music, sometimes I just DM them straight off the bat and say, hey, what's up? My name is David. I liked your songs. Keep it up. That kind of thing. And I'm all for building relationships before we then get to do the work. Yeah. Because if I know I have a song idea today and I come and meet you and we already have a solid relationship going, I know that because we have that strong bond, you're going to put in your best foot forward because I'm not just a stranger to you hmm. because I'm your guy. I'm your good friend. You want to make sure that my that song does well. It's not just something you're just doing for the sake of doing. So I work on building relationships as my strategy for networking. So, with a song you have right here, is that what we should be expecting from your new album, mixtape, or project coming up? To feature some other artists like me? Yeah. Is this the kind of progression of music we're going to be listening to when we find you on your social media? Or it's going to be a mixture of almost everything? Mm, that's a very important question, let me put it that way. Because... I do a lot of different styles that I've been experimenting with over the years. And this is one that I found very comfortable that really works for me. Hmm. So definitely, this is one of the sounds that you'll be seeing a, lot. a whole lot. Yes. Nice. But I'm also, I also do things like R&B, for example, much yes. slower songs, Most which I also slower. have as well. I'm going to put some baby to bed. <laughs> like this one is not slow well enough. Nah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We'll have a good mix, but definitely songs like this would a lot more will be coming for sure. So we should be expecting songs of this progression. And I'm telling you, so many artists, like you said, are testing their foot on water, trying certain things, trying the style in that. Are you are you gonna call yourself an inspirational artist? Inspirational, like ins like do I inspire other people? Yeah, like you do inspirational tracks, like you talk a lot of right wing stuff things that basically is right and righteous or you go towards like uh you know popping in the head which <laughs> you want to do and those mumble raps up i would say i've i've tried to stray towards more of like family friendly music that's how i, I describe it family friendly <laughs> yeah, music. family friendly track the spotlight here directly from your favorite artist in calgary alberta canada and across the world the spotlight on 85.5 masterclass radio available on TuneIn. the spotlight we talk reality and music connects you to a lot of people and brings you to shows have you performed in a pub before uh, no, not yet. I was supposed to have one performance. Initially, kind of like start off a string of performances and then COVID just slapped. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> All of those plans COVID. just went out the window. So. <laughs> Please, do not refuse. You know, I've seen a lot of artists. We've invited them for like Cypher. We invite them for shows and they're asking us how much we're going to pay. And I'm like, we're inviting you to a room with 200 or more people you have the opportunity to get your music to over 200, 2,000, 40,000 people. Are you telling us how much you want us to pay? I don't understand that. So, do you encourage a lot of independent artists to be charging orders for features? I would say it's more or less... It, there's this thing, I was discussing this with someone actually, who yeah. manages one another brand that, that I know about. Like They have their own artist collective. And he was mostly saying that, especially when you're starting out, 
you shouldn't be greedy to be trying to look for okay who's going to pay me for this one who is going to anything that comes across just take it for the most part you can't really be picking and choosing Hmm. until you've grown your fan base to the point where you know that you can pull a crowd individually on your own yes that's when you know okay yes my value has gone up so if we were to put it that way like someone like drake can walk into a nightclub and say okay if i'm going to perform here you people have to pay me because if i'm coming here best believe this place is going to get sold out because i can i can pull a crowd that's true. But if you're an independent artist who where barely anybody knows you in that place, then you have no strong value in that region. So you can, for the most part, you can't really charge anything because you yeah. offer not that much to them. Wow. How much pride do you put in your music? How much pride? Well, <laughs> do you have to your music? I'm very confident about my music. That's one thing I had to learn and develop. It's not just something that happened. Yes. Because I was speaking with a lot of the people I work with and they said that First of all, I need to be the number one fan of my own music. If I'm not believing in my own songs, I, I should never expect anybody else to believe in my own music. That's so true. that was a process I had to go through. And, and yeah. all is, if you don't sound believable, no one might believe in you. Exactly. And you have an overwhelmingly great music. And I'm telling you that it's not because it is playing right here. <laughs> we want to take this track to so many ears that would listen to this track and you would say the outcome maybe in no time distance future but in the meantime your music right here you said you were here basically it's a part time so if you graduate from school do you think you might be too distracted from creating music or basically doing projects for huge companies do you think you're gonna have time for your music mm. i believe it will be a transition that you have to get to so transition in the sense that even if let's say i was to quote unquote blow right now as it is i can't leave my school and drop out my parents won't even let me do that it won't happen (laughs) they will say i still have to finish up even if the whole of canada is calling my name (laughs) i still have to finish up that degree yes but if let's say i'm working and maybe a year on the job i have a strong enough repertoire I'm yeah. doing shows, selling merch, selling music, and I can basically support myself off my music alone. Then best believe that next day I'm leaving that job straight off the bat. Hmm. So that's what I mean. Then I will be able to have a choice. Now I don't really have a choice. Hmm. So <laughs> King David. Yes, what sir. advice will you be giving to all the students out there that has that that has that, let's say I wouldn't want to use the word fear, you know, <laughs> that has that lack of motivation going back to school because they believe they have a great music. I've actually seen someone from my time in school, he quit college because he quit university because he has a hit single that was playing on major stations and he decided to go on tour in the United States and that's it. He withdrew from school and that's it. He was gone. And you know, he keeps asking me, Steven, how is, how is the, I keep asking, how is the music? Oh man, all he has right now is a bunch of tattoos. It is not going well right now for him. But what's your best advice for a lot of artists that is thinking that they should just quit the quit the school hustle and go to the music hustle? I would say one is definitely be patient. One, they should be patient. The other one I was going to say is everybody, no matter who you are, should always have a backup plan. 
<laughs> no matter how passionate or how good you are at music, always have a backup plan because anything could happen. Even if you're the best singer, what's going to happen if, let's say, you cannot sing, you physically cannot sing anymore? Yes. You're pretty much done for. And if you don't have a backup plan, then you're going to be <laughs> begging on the street. So <laughs> the patience aspect is, like you said, let's say I've seen that happen sometimes. Yes. That maybe somebody is popping off. Like maybe, for example, I have this single. Let's say this single was really popping. It was playing on all. It was topping all the charts in Canada. Yeah. People were calling me to come do shows, come do music video, come do this and that. With that, I'm still not going to drop out of school. Why? Hmm. Because I understand that, okay, this is a good sign. I'm getting early success. But my real asset is in the fact that I know I can do this again. Yes. That's where the patience aspect comes into. So I know that everything has its own timing. Let me ride this wave now. Keep on putting out good music. When the time is right for me to say, I want to do this full time, yeah. I know I can come back again with another hit single. And I can do it again, and I can do it again. And that's when you know you're actually a good artist. Not when you just catch that one big break and try and squeeze all the juice out of it. No. Right. So patience and definitely taking everything in the stride. Spotlight here directly from your favorite artist in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and across the world. The Spotlight on 85.5 Masterclass Radio. Available on TuneIn. The Spotlight. We, we talk, talk reality. reality. How much of this support do you get from your school? I would say majority of my support I had to get it from school. Yeah. Definitely. That's where my and the reason why I took that very seriously was because I started studying people, like you said, Drake, who really leveraged such such demographics. Like, yeah. do you know Mayor Kuhn, the artist? Yes. Mayor Kuhn said in an article that that's one of the major things that launched his career. The very He said he's probably performed in every single university in Nigeria. Yeah. You can't even count anymore. You can't. And exactly yeah. like you said, those are the people who are consuming it in mass amounts, in high yeah. volume. And if they're listening to it in a massive amount, it's going to translate to the streets and then to the radio. Yeah. And then that's when parents start listening to your songs too. That's but that's where well. it starts from. They're the first set of people to listen. Students are the first set of people to always listen to new music. All right. So I just got a text that came in here. Let's see how, yeah. much, how much time I have. Okay, I have less than two minutes. So one question that came out of here in Calgary is from a recording studio that stated that wow great music and would you be looking forward to be working with other artists out here regardless of genre are you willing to work with other artists anyway if so what is the best way we could contact you yes i would say most definitely i'm always very open-minded especially to different styles yeah. and i would definitely love to hear out what the vision is what my own vision is if it aligns together and let's work on that. And the best way to reach out to me, honestly, is on Instagram. I always tell people that DM me on Instagram. I'll always respond to you, All no right. matter who you are. Yeah. So what's the name on Instagram? Please go ahead and give us the name on Instagram, your social platforms, where a lot of pips can be able to contact you. Uh, my Instagram is david.akinyemi. That's D-A-V-I-D dot A-K-I-N-Y-E-M-I. And my Twitter is David. Right. So, so are we expecting any other single or, or when should we? Some artists comes up with singles like every two weeks, every three months. How often do you drop new singles? I'm trying to release it more frequently. So if all things being equal, my next scheduled project should be releasing in October. 
in October. In October, yes. Any plan on working with it, bringing out an EP anytime soon? Yeah, I already released an EP recently on August 7th. So this single, The Sunlight, is one of the tracks in the album? Exactly. You want to have that. Please go ahead. Um, If you can do like a Dropbox or Google Drive, please. I like to listen more. I like to listen more. If Sunlight is convincing, (laughs) and I believe the album is convincing. You will love it, I promise you. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks for coming on. All right. So at this point, I want to say thanks to each and every one of you, as many of you that took the time to tune in and join us directly right here, especially many of you that took the time to send us your texts and comments. Thank you. I'm Stephen Barmy, myself and King David. We'll be out of here. Remember, have a great night and I'll be leaving you in the hands of DJ Brexit. Before that, here's King David with Sunlight. Bye for them. I hear many voices among the noise Some greater, some been lost in the void Some only need a hand to get out I feel like it's my hand they've been waiting for But one man can have all the power Especially when my voice is part of the noise The answer is to say less and be the one running The sound of the wind will carry you out The sound of the music, the sound of the